Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey everyone, what is going on? It's a new year, new you, new podcast format, and special thanks to the golden voice of Rick Garcia for the intros and outros. Uh, We have recently been picked up by an incredible platform called Charisma, and for the literally millions of people who listen to podcasts from Charisma every single month, thank you for having us. And we've also picked up some sponsors along the way that are helping make the show happen. Today we're sponsored by Gromenum, and my buddies over there, Kay and Lee and Al, are doing an incredible job, and I would love for you to meet them. They work with churches of all sizes that help you work on the church, not just in it. And you can find out more information at GrowMentumGroup.com. We're also sponsored by Stadia, which is a church planting group which has helped plant thousands and thousands of churches locally, globally as well. And we've been partnered with them for years. If you're interested in planting a church, check out StadiaChurchPlanting.com. If you're interested in helping churches get planted, you can help by financing a church plant, by giving to Stadia Church Planting or giving through Real Life Church. as well because we work with Stadia in planting churches. In fact, we're on a mission to plant 30 more churches here in California in the next 10 years. And so you can help us out by doing that. And if you're interested in planting a church, well, listen, contact us. We'd love to put you in touch with Stadia. But one of the things that we want to do over this year through the podcast is to help pick up the pieces a bit from 2020. And over the course of this year, we'll talk about mental health and prayer a lot. And today, my friend and co-host Brad Williams will discuss how to move ahead with hope when 2020 seemed so hopeless. So here we go. Brad, great to have you on the podcast again, my friend. Happy New Year to you. How is your new year going? Uh, Well, first, it's fantastic to be back on the podcast. And my new year is going extremely uh, well from a progressive standpoint, I'm st- we're still progressing. Our whole family uh, ended 2020 uh, on a, a pretty high note. We we had a great time in, at Christmas, and now it's kind of carried over into into January. Yeah, and I know you and your wife. You, now you would never talk about this because you can't talk about it. But I'm going to ask you anyway. You and your wife every January fast for several weeks. Is that right? Yeah, there's a scripture that I need to reference right now. Uh, I know that's why it's okay if I bring it up. <laughs> okay, now yeah, so so we are uh, on day two. Day two. Yep. So as we mentioned before the podcast, you're still in the angry mode. So uh, <laughs> whatever uh, Brad says, uh, don't use it against him. Yeah, do not, do not. Well, man, I I respect you for many reasons, but one is that I have watched you do this for years now. It's not a fad. This is a constant thing as you. And your wife prepare yourself for a new year and getting yourself not just physically whole, but spiritually as well. And I definitely admire that. So, hey, buddy, I'm anxious to talk about our subject matter. I know you've got some questions and we're going to banter back and forth about uh, praying in the new year, Um, because I think a lot of us felt like in the old year, our prayers weren't answered. Yeah, it's uh this is a great topic and I'm looking forward to throwing some questions at you Rusty. Um because like we had talked about praying in the new year after after God has seemed so silent in 2020, I'm sure people listening have a lot of of questions 
So this is going to benefit anybody that's listening right now. Uh, my first question to you is, uh, does God, is God really silent or do we have a listening problem? <laughs> well, I think we've definitely uh, got a listening problem. You know, God doesn't speak over the noise in our lives. But I, I do think that one of our, our troubles is that we, we expect God to speak a certain way. We've heard stories of people talking about hearing an audible voice and God spoke to me and that, that kind of gets thrown around a lot. And I remember, I think it was Dallas Willard in his book called Hearing God that talked about audible voices is a, um, a rather um, elementary way for a person to communicate with another. If you have the ability to communicate through their mind or through their soul, that's the better way. That's and that's the way God chooses to do it most of the time. And, you know, I've said this before from stage, but I'll say it again. I've never heard an audible voice. Um, I, I've, I've felt, you know, kind of a nudge. I've felt a, uh, a check in my spirit. That's another phrase people use. I've felt a uh, kind of a, of a holy discontent towards something or even a nudging in a certain way. Um, but I think what he can do is he can touch your heart, your mind. Uh, but the, the difference is you got to be tuned into his frequency. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, he's, in, and this, that's an old school term there, that involves radio. Remember those, Fred? <laughs> well, I do. I don't know about everybody listening, but I do. Yeah, I remember radios. Tuning that in, and you had to get it just in the right spot. I guess now it'd be like the cell signal, and mm-hmm. you have to get in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God is, he's passionate about justice and mercy and uh, our humility. And when we get those things kind of lined up, we just begin to sense him a little bit clearer than we would if we were just consumed with ourselves. You know, that's good. That that leads to my second question was, you know, are we praying amiss? Because the, a lot of the people that I heard talking about, you know, prayer and where's God and this and that, it, it seems like they were talking about him like he was a genie. Mm. You know, not not what the real purpose of prayer is. The real purpose for me when I pray is to commune with God, is to spend time with him, engage him, um, not to ask for a bunch of stuff. Uh, my buddy, uh, Christopher Ruffin used to say, um, you know, when you pray, seek God's face and not his hands. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And I think a lot of us in 2020, we're seeking God's, we want to see him do something for us and that's not how he operates. So do you think we were praying, um, the wrong way? Yeah, I, I loved your uh, analogy to a genie. Um, I think we really do view God like our errand boy. Um, you know, he's supposed to make things happen for us. And we we would never say this out loud, but we kind of assume that God doesn't know what to do until we tell him. Uh, he's sitting there on the bench. He's waiting. Uh, we're supposed to call yeah. him into the game, and he's supposed to make things happen. And then he can go sit down again. Um, and 2020 seemed to be like everything was going wrong, and no matter how much we cried out or prayed or, you know, sang Imagine on YouTube, uh, nothing was really getting through, and we felt like God was out to lunch, which is where the popular, um, you know, uh, I guess belief system of of being an agnostic comes from, where mm-hmm. you believe God created it, but then God just left. And I think a lot of us felt that in 2020. So. That kind of leads us to, well, what, what are we praying? Are we just praying for God to do our bidding, or are we praying to find out what God is already doing? Yeah. 
Uh, I love what uh, Henry Blackaby said probably 20 years ago uh, in his book called uh, Experiencing God. Don't seek God's blessing on what you're doing. Seek what God is blessing and join Him. Mm. And God blessed a lot of things through 2020. There was a lot of great things that happened in our world of kindness and goodness and benevolence that we could have easily joined with rather than sitting back and saying, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot of bad things too. And you know, some of the things were just life. We all had people um, that we love pass away. We've had people go through a divorce. We've had difficulties in our families. That stuff would have seemed just kind of par for the course had it not been a COVID year. COVID just dialed everything up and made us assume that God isn't there. So uh, what I like to tell people is, yeah, you you may not be, you know, kind of ready yet in your own mind to get to that point of praying in a different way than just a genie. That's okay. Pray badly. It's all right. But start somewhere. And sometimes what will eventually happen is, Um, the prayer of my will be done will eventually turn into thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And that's where we really begin to see God work. Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. Um, For me too, I was thinking like, did people lose their joy, Mm. you know, during 2020? I think because we're such a microwave culture and we're so spoiled really and entitled um, all of us that we got so addicted to happiness Mm that we forgot about what God has done in the past and and what he's promised to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, joy and happiness are two completely different things. Joy has nothing to do with your circumstance. It's it's a belief and it's a knowledge that God is going to do what he said. And it just seems like a lot of us um, have, you know, have forgotten that, forgotten what he's done in the past for us. Do you, you feel like that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think we've all got short-term memories uh, when it comes to everything in our life. Part of that is just the speed of information we consume on a daily basis, and then we just we forget it, right? Yeah. And that's that's good when bad things happen that we're you know the cause of because people forget about it rather quickly. Uh, except your spouse, you know, right. your spouse <laughs> always remembers. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I think what happens is. Um, and, and Mike Bro said it so well in the weekend message uh, that we just heard uh, when he said that the world views peace as peace as an absence of conflict and chaos, mm. but God's peace is in the midst of conflict and chaos. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of peace we've got to learn to, um, to embrace, um, and, and as opposed to everything's got to be perfect, and then I'll be okay. Um, you know, this idea that I have to be perfect, you have to be perfect, and my situation has to be perfect, and then I can relax. Uh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. So why don't we come to peace with that, the, the thought that God loves us as we are, not as we should be, that he's not content to leave us that way. He will never leave us or forsake us. Uh, nothing takes him by surprise, and he walked with us through COVID, and he'll walk with us through 2021. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And as we were talking, I was reminded of um, all the biblical examples of of prayer and people who had a strong relationship with God. Um, I'm, I've been reading the Old Testament and just listening to David is remarkable because a lot of his prayer time was during the worst times of his life. 
you know, but it's like the prayer never stopped. It never stopped. He had such a such a faith. It's like he had such a confidence in God that no matter what the circumstance, it, his prayer life, it seemed like it got stronger when, when things got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, he, he, you know, God, I'm sure he felt like, you know, God, um, you know, wasn't wasn't speaking at times. He had to have, you know, prophets come and talk to him, you know. So, you know, for for us, um, do you feel like the the silence we might be feeling is just God saying, read my word, worship, you know, do the things that you used to do, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times in, in history, in biblical history, it seems like when God's quiet um, and when certain things come, uh, certain calamities, so to speak, God wants us to come back to him. Do you feel like that's what he's saying now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Did God cause this pandemic or did he simply allow it? I don't believe that God caused it. I believe that it's just a result of a broken world, but I do believe God can use it. And I think these situations, they they bring us together. I mean, there's a lot of people right now saying, boy, I never realized how much I need people now that I can't be around them so much, how much I need a hug, you know, a high five or, you know, to hang out with my friends. There's an epidemic of loneliness that a lot of us are feeling right now. And uh, you, you, can, you can let that moment drive you inward and then you feel even worse, or you can let it propel you into um, being around other people when we have that chance and making somebody else's day and recognizing that you're not the only one that's, that's lonely. Um, but I do think God uses these moments. Um, I remember when, I, when our kids were younger, well, and even now, since they're teenagers, you know, they, they get dramatic. And I know you know this, Brad, because you've got uh, four girls. And so when they get dramatic and they start yelling or get upset, boy, you can't reason with anybody at that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best thing you can do is just step aside and let them kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. And then you can be able to speak to them. And it reminds me of that story in, uh, I think it's in First uh, Kings, where Elijah has this great victory for the Lord. And then he runs off into the hills to, you know, basically die. He says, God, take me now. Kill me now. I don't want to live. And it's this, it's this incredible, um, you know, epic adrenaline crash after mm-hmm. this, uh, tr- you know, incredible victory. And so here he is. And then God brings this fire. And then he brings this wind and then this, this rumbling of the earth. And Elijah points out later that God was not in those things. They were just kind of there. Mm. And then when that was all over with, God spoke to him in a very still, small voice, almost like a whisper. And I feel like that's kind of what 2020 has been. There's been a lot of fire and uh, earthquake and, uh, and wind, and many times literal for those things. But it's in those silent moments where we can sense God's presence and that he's still here. Um, and he's still with us, which is what you read in the Psalms of David, which you alluded to earlier, that many of his prayers start off angry, mad, bitter, um, fierce with God. And by the end of it, he recognizes God's never left him. Yeah. Hey, we'll get back to the conversation between Brad and I in just a second, but let me let you know some exciting news. My book, After Amen, uh, has recently been made into an audiobook on Audible. So I sat down several months ago, read this thing out loud, and our good friends here at the podcast put it up on Audible, and it is now available for download. So if you'd rather listen than read, I get it. So go ahead and download that today through audible.com or amazon.com. Okay. 
back to the show. He recognizes God's never left him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. So um, what do you recommend that we do going forward? Like, mm. how, how do we attack and approach uh, 2021? I know I was blessed by your book, After Amen. And uh, I felt like for me during 2020, uh, after reading the book, it helped me to realize that, you know, after I pray, what is God telling me to do? And am I doing that? You know, yeah. and so uh, when when to the people listening, um, you know, everybody, I feel like is wanting 2021 to be better than 2020. But we have no control over that. Only God does. And so what do you recommend that we do going forward? Yeah, I. uh I think a lot about how my youngest daughter right now is still learning to drive because the DMVs keep shutting down. She's mm-hmm. unable to get her license. So we're, we're in the constant mode of teaching right now. And when she drives, there are moments I'm very involved. Right. <laughs> uh, whether it's, no, 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 or uh, turn left, turn left, turn left, or grabbing the wheel or you know stopping the imaginary brake, which we all wish we had, right? <laughs> yeah. But then there's other times that it's going pretty well and I'm able to kind of look out the window a little bit or adjust the music or, you know, answer an email or two on my phone. Um, and I think that's because she's doing the last right thing she knew to do. Um, and I think the same thing is true for us. We, we want to know if God is speaking or not speaking. Sometimes God isn't necessarily having to speak because we're doing what it is that he knows we should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I think the next thing for us to do, and I allude to this and talk about this in a whole chapter in the book, After Amen, which is this idea of do the next right thing. And just, you know, keep doing that thing. And you know what it is. It's forgive. It's, it's uh, extend generosity. It's be grateful. It's love someone. Um, it's all these things that we often overlook. And so I would just encourage people to, you know, expect God to hear you yeah. and expect God to answer but don't always expect to get your preferred answer. <laughs> uh, many Christians fear they don't have enough faith or their doubt keeps them from getting an answer from God, but it's really not our doubt in our preferred answer that stops God. It's our doubt in his ability to answer. Mm. So as long as you have the, the faith that God can answer, then you're putting that in his hands if he chooses to answer. And it's okay to doubt whether or not he chooses to do that or not, because that's his prerogative. Um, but God is still present. Yeah. He's still in the car with you, even if he doesn't have to say, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's excellent. Brad, what are you reading in the Old Testament right now? Yeah, I heard you brought that up. So yeah. are you just going through the, the Bible in a year plan? I'm going through the Bible in a year chronologically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I encouraged my son to do it with me, and he didn't last, so I just got him reading, pro- reading Proverbs. Uh, he he was stuck in Job for like, I don't know, like a month. I don't, I don't know how long it was. I was waiting for him to get to Leviathan because that was the, you know, I was excited about talking to him about a monster in the Bible, you know, Leviathan, and he never got there. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize Job was the first book written. Yeah, uh, even though it's not in the timeline, but first book written, and um, a lot of great stories about that. A lot of great stories in there. Boy, a lot of great wisdom for 2020 coming out of Job. Yeah, and here we are recording this on January the sixth, and your son's already tapped out. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, he started in. He started in 2020 to his defense at the end of the year, like right around okay. November. Okay. 
So he tried. He tried. He just, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's tough. I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. It'd be better if it was a movie form. Yeah, yeah. No, especially with Leviathan, the, the, well, the creature. Yeah, you get to that. Yeah. There you go. I might have to do something with that. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk after. after That's I get great. Yeah, but I'm in Kings now. I'm enjoying the reading. And the thing that I've, I've gleaned the most from the reading so far um, is God's compassion and is because uh, you, you start reading and you say, man, these people are pretty stupid. Like, why do you keep disobeying God? Like, you're going to get right. it. And then you look at yourself and you realize <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I, can't, can't, I can't say anything about these people because it's no. like one second I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, you know, following Jesus. And next second something else pops up that that consumes my thoughts my i worry i stress i get anxiety over things that are not nearly as important as god so yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. it's, i'm enjoying the read so far yeah it's always uh fun to read it from our perspective you know a few uh, thousand years later and right. you know one page at a time where a page could uh could take a few you know decades to unfold in our mind, it's like, can't you just read back in the previous chapter? <laughs> right. Didn't you see what just happened? Exactly. <laughs> Last verse. Uh, <laughs> no. That's so true. Uh, that's the goodness of God, though. Yeah. So what you reading right now? What am I reading? Well, I, man, I've got a stack of books I'm working through. My, my family gave me, and this is nothing spiritual about this at all, but I love it. Um, the book by Jerry Seinfeld called Is This Anything? Mm. And it's it's 30 or 40 years of material that oh, he's wow. written. So uh, I'm consumed with how people write jokes and tell jokes. Um, just, part of that's because of message writing. Part of it is I just find them fascinating. So I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that. That's, that's pretty fun. Um, but I'm also uh, working through uh, a book called Unhindered which is a book written by a, a counselor of mine that I had years ago, and a guy named Dr. John Walker. It's fascinating. Um, it talks about how uh, in, there's this verse in Hebrews that says uh, to lay aside all of our sin and all of the things that hinder us. And his point is there's a difference between sin and the things that hinder us. Mm. There's sin that we all struggle with, but mm. then there's things that hold us back, like you mentioned, anxiety, um, hurts habits, hangups, mm-hmm. um, family of origin issues, sins of the father that get passed down, generational issues, that kind of stuff that we just can't ever get rid of. And we feel like we're trying to run around a track with a weight tied around our, our ankle. And how do we get rid of that stuff? Mm-hmm. And so it's been, uh, it's been a really um, enlightening read and helpful read. Um, and I recommend it to everybody. It's called Unhindered by John Walker and his daughter, uh, Charity Walker. It's uh, fantastic. It sounds like it. I, I never thought about it like that as far as sin versus the things that actually hinder you. Two separate I know. Things. I know. I know. And I think we lump them together and then we either get overly down on ourselves or not down on ourselves enough. Um, uh, you know, and that, that's the great thing about Jesus is he's freed us from the penalty of our sin. And now the Holy Spirit walks with us to, uh, kind of untether us from these things that, uh, have held us down, have hindered us. So it's a great read. Yeah, that's really good. It's, uh, it, it's in line with kind of what I'm reading in regards to Enneagram. Um, I got a couple of books I'm reading 
um, and I'm, I'm working to become a certified uh, coach. Oh, so, wonderful. Um, but when it comes to the things that hinder us, a lot of it does stem from um, things you experienced in your childhood, you mm-hmm. know, through adolescence and things that help shape your personality. A lot of that hindering is things that people struggle with, but they don't even know that that's not like, I didn't know a lot of stuff I was struggling with was, was a struggle until I got married. You know, I thought I was normal. I thought everything was cool. But then through the institution of marriage, I learned that I was broken. And then once I had kids, I learned I was really broken. And so, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's going to get picked up. Yeah. And you, I mean, I've got three people in my home telling me about all my faults. You've got, you know, seven yeah. that are talking to you. And now one of them's married, so he gets to chime in. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's eight. <laughs> Actually, he shouldn't be allowed to talk. <laughs> no, he's pretty wise. He's a wise guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's allowed to chime, though. He, he's definitely yeah, one of I, us. I'll throw this in just in case anybody's still listening. But uh, I, I was reading this morning, um, uh, there was a psychiatrist decades ago that said, go to your earliest memory that you have. And he would say, tell, tell me what your earliest memory is that you have. And they would say it, and he'd say, and such is life. And his point was that we tend to filter everything through our earliest experiences. Mm. And so I have that in my mind. We sit down for dinner not long ago, and uh, my youngest daughter says, you know, I just had a memory of my earliest memory I've ever had. And I thought, oh, here we go. What's this going to mean? <laughs> And this is what she says, Brad. She says, I was about three years old. I was playing in the playroom and I filled my diaper, which at the time she was being potty trained. She shouldn't have done this. And she said, dad, you looked at me and said, well, go dump it in the toilet. <laughs> so that's her <laughs> and such is life moment and right there. Life. <laughs> First of all, I felt like I've ruined her life. I'm a horrible parent. And there must have been a really good game on television to make me do that. So anyway. Well, well you know, I mean, it depends on perspective. I mean, in life, when you have problems, just go dump them in the toilet. <laughs> See, that's the way I choose to look at it. Right. I empowered her to make her own decisions and to handle it herself. It's good parenting. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Brad, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Uh, one book that I am reading, and I forgot to mention this, but he's going to be a guest on the podcast is the latest book by Mark Batterson. It's called Win the Day. Wow, it is fantastic. And what a great, great read as you kick off a new year. So check that out. And uh, Brad, until we talk again, God bless you on your fast. Thank you, sir. And uh, all that God will teach you during this. And uh, look forward to being with you soon. Likewise. Take care. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe and make sure you share it with a friend next week. Boy, this is, I can't wait for this. I had so much fun on this podcast and I was so incredibly nervous at the same time because I got to talk to a living legend, a personal hero of mine, pastor and author, Andy Stanley. Uh, He's got a new book that's come out in the beginning of 2021 on making better decisions. And you do not want to miss reading that. And so you don't want to miss my conversation with Andy Stanley next week. Thank you to Grow Minimum and Stadia for making the podcast happen. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can contact me at rgeorge at reallifechurch.org.
take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple.